What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Friday, November 24th, 2017, and you guys are listening to episode 332. Is that right? Is it 32? Yeah, I think that's what it is. I hope that's what it is. Um, how the heck is everybody doing? I hope everybody had a great time in between shows. Hope everybody's doing well. Uh, and hope, uh, most importantly, that everybody had as good of a uh, Thanksgiving as I did. Uh, me and the Verzi family uh, had a great one. And I hope everybody else did. I'm going to uh, get into that today. Guys, I tried really, really hard. I tried to make my mac and cheese. Okay, I'm trying to make mac and cheese a tradition. Here's what I've learned. Nobody gives a fuck and nobody eats it. Nobody eats it. Everyone, because there's just multiple stuffings. We have a sausage stuffing, then a regular stuffing. We have the mashed potatoes. We have the green bean casserole. We have the, you know, we have the coleslaw. We have the broccoli. We have the... um, the the rum cooked carrots we have so many different sides so i was like i'm making the most incredible mac and cheese it's going to be the talk of the fucking dinner and um i go out and i bought i overdid it i didn't know what i was doing so i bought 3 boxes of pasta for the mac and cheese i bought 5 bags of cheese and my wife goes what are you what the fuck are you doing I was like, what do you mean? I'm cooking. I'm going to make a... I was like, I hope we have a big tray. I'm going to make mac and cheese. And she goes, Paul, she goes, you have enough for four or five pounds. She goes, you have enough for like 25, 30 people. And she goes, I was like, yeah. And she goes, Paul, we're having eight people over. So we're having eight fucking people over and you have enough for 25 people. I'm like, nah, people will take some home. Trust me, this and that. So I get the heavy cream. I learned a recipe. I'm doing all this shit. Um put the heavy cream in, and it wasn't, I'm not going to lie, last year my wife tried to make some just because she knew that I would want some, and it wasn't good, so this year I was like, I'm going to, you know, she just put something together real quick, problem is the pasta absorbs all of the, all of, the pasta absorbs all the cheese, the heavy cream, now I wanted restaurant quality, I was like, why can't I just take it with a spoon and have it be wet and cheesy and fucking delicious. That's what I'm going to do. So I'm using the heavy cream. Still not enough. Right? Still not enough. It was good. It wasn't great. I'm going to get it better. And I'm going to get it right next year. Uh, I'm going to get this thing right. I don't care if this thing takes me a decade to get right. I'm going to get a recipe and get mac and cheese that's going to knock people's fucking socks off. And I'm going to put chunks of ham in it. And it's going to be ridiculous. But, uh, yeah, so... We take it out, and everybody was like, oh my god, that's so much food, that's so much. I had a scoop, my mother had a scoop, and she took one bite and said it was too rich, and my stepfather had a little bit, like a pinch, and that was it. And then there was three and a half pounds of mac and cheese tray just sitting there. So, uh, you know, I'll take the loss. I'll take the loss. I thought it was going to be good. I thought I was going to have my shit together. Couldn't be. Could couldn't have been more opposite. Uh, it was a flop, and uh, you know you have to look yourself in the mirror and say, "Hey, it wasn't your day." When it comes to cooking, everything else was delicious, and it was still good, but it wasn't what it wanted to be. Uh, but I had a great day with the family. I had a great day with the family. I had a great day watching football. 
great day just relaxing, a couple of drinks, you know, playing with the kids. It was uh, awesome. It was really awesome. Um, so I hope you guys had a good one too. Thanksgiving is so funny because it's just, it really is so great to do absolutely nothing but eat and sit, which is basically all we want to do anyway. All you really want to do if you think about it, because you don't have to think about working. You don't have to think about going and making money. You know, you don't have to think about anything. Well, most people don't. You don't have to think about going and getting money. You don't have to think about anything. You just have to look nice, you know, put on your little, you know, your fucking sweater, a nice pair of shoes, a nice watch, whatever. You know, you want to look presentable for the people and yourself on a nice holiday. But then you just eat, drink, sit, watch TV, talk. Then it's time to go back and get dessert, eat again, sit, talk, coffee, and then people go home and you just go to sleep. It really is one of the greatest just do nothing days. Thanksgiving is basically football Sunday with just the excuse to eat more and be better. But it is nice. One thing we stopped doing, we stopped doing this in my house. We did this thing where we would go around the table and say what we're thankful for. It's not happening anymore. Me and my wife said it's 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 a stupid tradition. It really is. To sit around the table and go, oh, I'm thankful for this. It's like, of course you're thankful for your family. You're thankful for your health. It's just silly. It's stupid. We're not doing it anymore. In my house, we're not doing it anymore. We'll go around the table. What are you thankful for? It's like, you know what the fuck I'm thankful for. It's just stupid. I don't need to do it anymore. You know, it's just like we're going around there. And like it got to the point where we had to literally stop saying health and family because that's a given and just start saying like stupid stuff. At one point, my brother goes, I'm thankful the Vikings covered the spread. My brother who gambles on football goes, yeah, I'm thankful the Vikings covered the spread. And we were just laughing. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, that's something that we're not, that we're not doing. And the grace was nice and quick. I'm doing a joke about how people just go on with the prayer too long. It's a new one I'm working on. Um, anyway, so I hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving. Uh, we did here in the Versey house. Um, so uh, that's it. Before I get started, I want to also shout out all of the shows and all the people that came out to the shows um, that I did uh, after the last podcast, Cabot Comedy Club. Uh, I was out at Cabot Comedy Club and um, had some people come out. Thank you guys so much. Uh, I was there for three nights, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, just working material. Bartnick was out there with me and uh, it was nice. Also, shout out to Rob Pierce who jumped on a show uh, Dr. J Sute, so funny, um, great dude, and, um, you know, working with those guys was, was fun, I always love working at Cabot, it's just a great workout room, and a great place to throw out, uh, you know, some material, and, and have a good time, and the, and the crowds are, you know, pretty good, um, you know, not the smart, a bunch of fucking animals out there, the only thing about that room, and I'm just being honest, and I love it, and I think every comedian should love it for this reason, but every time you're in Chicopee, Massachusetts doing stand-up, there's a there's somebody drunk that is either trying to be helpful towards the show, too drunk to handle the show, too drunk to... It's just, it's all, there's always one. There's always one. I had to walk, a woman walked out on me on Friday night, was it? I think, uh, yeah, one woman walked out on me, or Thursday night, I'm sorry, the first night I was there... There was a fucking benefit 
Yeah, it was a benefit, and it was like I talked about. I talked to, about this on the other one, uh, on the last podcast. But there was a benefit, and some lady walked out. Friday night uh, was great. Still dealt with somebody talking. And then Saturday, one guy was just hammered, just talking out loud. At one point, I go, "What'd you say?" So he goes, "Oh no, never mind. I'm just talking out loud." And it's like, yeah, that's what you shouldn't be doing. You fucking idiot. You're at a comedy show. Um, but it is still a great room, and I still had a great time. So shout also Brian Plum. Shout out to Brian Plum. Who else was on the show? All the all the comedians, uh, Carlos Gonzalez, uh, everybody on the show. Uh, I uh, you know had a great time. Me and Bartnick had a great time. I Bartnick stayed in town for a couple days. I drove home every day, um, and I'm putting way too many miles on my car, but. I had to be back and forth with my kids and do all that shit. So, and I wanted to. I wanted to be home. I wanted to be with my kids during the day. Uh, let's be honest, guys. I don't want to hang out in Chicopee all fucking weekend. I'm not gonna lie to you. I want. I'd rather be with my kids than have my son or daughter call me, Daddy. Where are you this Saturday? Are you in some place fun like Vegas? No, kids. I'm down on fucking. I'm down the. 84, an hour and 40 minutes away from the loves of my life to be in fucking Chicopee, Massachusetts. I went to the Basketball Hall of Fame and I had a gun to my temple for the next three hours. <laughs> uh, no, but it was a great time. And we went to Smokey Joe's Cigar Bar in Springfield, Massachusetts, which is really close to the Chicopee. And it was awesome. It was really, really awesome. It's a great place, and those people that run it are amazing. They have a great humidor. We had some amazing cigars. I had an Arturo Fuentes, the Saturday night show. I had a um, Davidoff Nicaraguan on Friday. We just had a great, uh, great time there. They have seats, and it's like they have lounge chairs and all that stuff. They have, like, you could sit there and play chess. You could play pool. They got games on it. They have a private room. It's a great cigar bar, great cigar lounge. So if you're in the Massachusetts area, uh, Springfield or Chicopee or that area, um, definitely check out Smokey Joe's Cigar Lounge. You'll love it. It's in downtown Springfield, uh, Massachusetts. And when I say downtown Springfield, I mean, like, you know, four big buildings, in the whole fucking city, but you should definitely check it out. Uh, okay, what else do we have here? Oh, and also, I want to, uh, these apartment shows I'm doing. I just, you know, because I'm not one of these comedians, and I know, I know that I can be like, hey man, I don't, I don't want to do that. My career is, I've done more in my career. I've worked to not have to do that anymore, you know? Um, I never want to come across as arrogant or feeling that I'm better than anything or anybody or any venue or anything like that. But there are certain things that you can't do. You know, some people will call me up and be like, hey man, I was wondering if you want to run and do this show. It's like a hundred bucks. I'm just like, no, I can't, I can't leave my house for a hundred dollars. I'm sorry. I'm just, I can't do that. Um, you know, if it's a friend, if it's a favor, you know, I'll go out, you know, for free or something like that. But like, if I'm going to drive and go do a gig, it's not going to be, there's certain things you need to say fucking no to, of course. Um, but, you know, I'm looking for a new hour of material. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to get back in the trenches and work it up because I'm going to do another special, um, hopefully in under two years. So uh, my buddy, funny guy, good comic from uh, Atlanta, Mike Albanese, he's like, hey, I do these apartment shows. And I, I, I said before, you know, you think it's going to be in an apartment, and some people do do that, but this is like new buildings in trendy parts of Brooklyn or uh, Queens, like new buildings that go up. They have these amazing rec room and facilities for the, for the new, for the tenants that are going to be there. 
and um, they basically set it up like a comedy club. And I did a did a bunch of them this week, and it, it couldn't have been better. I had a great time, absolutely great time. If you guys knew where I was sitting right now, all right, just so you guys know how dedicated I am to getting this podcast out in a timely fashion, and I uh, definitely would have had it out late on Wednesday or Thursday like I try to do, but I can't, you know, it's Thanksgiving. I'm not going to neglect my kids on Thanksgiving Eve when, you know, they're excited dad's home and do this, and I'm obviously not going to be a piece of shit and do a podcast on Thanksgiving. How funny would that be? I was like, can you guys keep it down? All right, I'll carve the bird in a second. I got to fucking do unacceptables right now. You know, but I'm sitting in my bathroom right now. And I rigged it like an office. So I got a seat by the sink. I got the microphone. I got the laptop up here. Because we have company and my mother-in-law's over and she's doing work and, and all this shit. So I am in a definitely, I'm staring at fucking the Bath and Body Works soap. The pumpkin, vanilla pumpkin and brown sugar soap my wife buys. Because God forbid we just can't keep a regular bar of soap year round. Because now that fucking Thanksgiving's over... Her pumpkin thing, and now it's going to be, like I said, now it's going to be the candy cane thing. Um, so I take a piss, and, you know, when I wash my hands after I take a piss, my hands smell like fucking candy canes until January. Because my wife does that. That's what she does. So I'm sitting here in this weird, really weird situation. Um, and I also am staring at my bottle of chassis. I will get, <laughs> I will get, to, the, uh, I'll get to the sponsors in a bit. Um, all right, so... The apartment shows were awesome, working out new stuff, and uh, you just go into this place and these people are sitting in a rec room. There's like pool tables in the back, and it's just like the place where they could just watch TV and relax when they live in the building, and they turn it into this comedy club, and you're just standing there like, half of, you, half of your mind's going, what am I doing with my life? And the other half is like, this is so cool that I could tell jokes to tenants in this building right now. It was awesome. That was... Uh, that was awesome. I was performing at the stand, working out some stuff. So uh, there really is nothing like going out there and being like, oh, I'm going to try that. I'm just going to fucking try it. And that's what I was doing at Cabot. That's what I'm doing at these apartment shows. Um, so we'll see. And I'm getting stubborn now. I'm like, that joke should be doing better than what it's doing. I have to get it right. Like, instead of just giving up on it or being like, that's not going to work. I'm like, no, no, that's funny, and I, I need to translate that. It needs to get, I need to get it right. Um, all right, so let's let's talk about something. Let's talk about, um, I wanted to talk about Broadway plays, guys, okay? Because I'm kind of, I'm kind of, uh, you know, I'm a little, me and my wife went to uh, the Lion King. I'm not the Lion King. We went to the... Uh, See, why did I write The Lion King and it's not The Fucking Lion King? It's the um, Aladdin. That's what we went to see. We went to see Aladdin. All right. We went for our um, we went for our anniversary. And we went down to the city. We went to the Diamond District because she got me a chain for our 10-year. And, I, you know, I wanted, she wanted to get like a little band, like a, a little ring. So I was like, we'll do that. We'll go to – we'll eat. And we'll go see a Broadway play. We'll do all that stuff. So we went. We went for brunch. And we had all this stuff and everything. And, uh, you know, I think I'm just done with the whole Broadway thing. I really do. I've just... It was... 
We had decent seats. The genie guy was good, but it was lazy. They didn't have the monkey Abu. They had some fucking, they had three friends to make up for it. So Aladdin had three friends to make up for the thing, you know, for, for the, for the monkey who was like his right hand man and doing all kinds of shit. Ah, oh, get the key monkey, do all this shit. They do that. No, nothing. All right. Then the bird that Gilbert Godfrey, you know, the bird that Gilbert Godfrey played, they don't have that either. It's just some guy walking around in some weird puffy fucking red outfit talking to him, but no, no bird. And it's like Lion King put together, you know, giraffes and elephants and fucking, you know, the, the cats and they all did that. And they, you know, even if you have an actor put a fucking hat on that looks like a bird, make it a bird. It doesn't have to be Gilbert Gottfried's voice, but make it kind of like that. Make it kind of loud and funny like that. Do something like that. There's just a dude walking around in a puffy suit. It was like, you know, it was lazy. It really was lazy. The, the, they, they skipped to things. They took really long with things. Um, you know, I'm sorry. They made things really quick that should have been longer. And I get it. They only have like two hours to do it. But, you know, and then when the genie came out, the genie was good. The genie was funny. The genie saved the show. And at the end, when they all come out, the genie got the crazy eruptions. You know, he got like the place went fucking nuts. Here's the other problem. Aladdin was played by like a short Asian kid. You know, I'm not going to lie. I'm not, I'm not trying to be discriminatory. You, you can't, how are you going to have that? Give me a fucking, give me Aladdin. Give me a fucking six foot, six foot one dark haired fucking dude that looks like Aladdin that could sing. I mean, it's Broadway. You could find that. There's some like fucking Filipino kid up there. He looked like, honestly, like he was just a short little, like he could have played like the bird. You know, or Abu, like he, that's what he looked like. He looked like he could just, he could have played like he could sing. So give him an outfit of like something that, that made sense. It, it didn't make sense. And I'm just like, you know something, Broadway, fuck, I know Broadway just is not as prestigious as people think. It's not. And I'm really not trying to be a dick. It's not. You know, anybody, all these people are just like, oh, so-and-so's doing a stint on Broadway. Now, so-and-so's doing a stint. When I was a kid, I thought of Broadway. I thought of, like, holy shit, the greatest singers, amazing stage actors. This is going to be amazing. This wasn't it. The dances weren't even that good. It looked like fucking me and a couple of my friends could have fucking done a couple of these dances if, if you gave us a month. And I'm probably wrong. And it probably would be awful if me and my friends did the dances after only practicing for a month. It would probably turn it into a whole other type of comedy. I get that. But you know what I'm saying. It just wasn't, it didn't have that Broadway feel. My wife liked it. We liked it. It was good. But even my wife was like, oh, this is kind of lazy. How are you going to have Aladdin without his right-hand man being the monkey and, and the bad guy, Jafar, not having the bird that Gilbert Godfrey played? How can you, how is that even possible? So, whatever. We did that, and then we went to the Diamond District, and I spent another almost two grand on a ring for my wife. So that was my day. It was an expensive day in the city. <laughs> it was an expensive day, but we had a good time. We had a good time. And, uh, you know, I'm really not trying to, but like, when is the last time you walked out of a Broadway play br blown away? And here's the other thing I'm going to say, okay? And I'm not trying to be a dick here, but when you see what the general public is entertained by, you're like, holy shit. Like, it made me, like, seeing the crowd at Aladdin made me kind of 
understand people that just love to see stand up and love to see listen to podcasts and stand up. I actually start to appreciate their opinion and their um their preference of like what is entertaining to them. Because we were in this we were in this theater and we're watching and you know some of the jokes on Broadway are kind of corny like sitcommy corny jokes, right? And this woman in front of us was like blur- bursting out just blurting laughter. Like for a dumb little line, you know, like the guy would come out and be like, well, yeah, you know all about being lazy, right? And she'd be like, <laughs> it was, I was like, what the fuck are these people? Then some girl next to me is just like dancing around and like bopping and smiling at everything. And I'm not trying to be, I get it. It's entertaining. It's nice. It's wholesome. I get that. It's the arts there. And, and that, that was one thing that I, I will say I took from it. Sitting there and not being on stage, you know, I always get these weird feelings when I'm in a crowd or I'm in a theater because uh, so many times now I've been, you know, waiting next to the stage, next to the curtain to come out in front of either, you know, hundreds or, or thousands of people. And the Carnegie Hall experience I had and, and, the, and the Madison Square Garden experience that I had and all these theaters opening for Bill and then shooting my special in a theater and all these opportunities that, I, that I've had and, and been lucky enough to be a part of, um, like kind of come back to your stomach and in your head even when it's not you. Like even just walking into this theater and sitting down, you're like, oh, wait a minute, I don't have to go on. Like I don't, This is not about me. I don't have to go on. I don't have to, you know, no one is going to tell me, oh, okay, how much time are you going to do? Or you, I need you to do this. I need you to do that. Do you want some water? Like you're just sitting there and I couldn't believe that I could drink there. As weird as that sounds, like uh, they're overcharging too. I got a double, like at intermission, I got a double vodka soda and it was 30 bucks for a double vodka soda. Okay, so so fucking fuck Broadway. I don't, excuse me if I shit on some of their plays, but when you're charging people, you know, but anyway, I digress. Going back to the people that were just so into the laughing and like every little word and this and that. And it was just, I don't know. It just was, it just seemed, I was like, oh my God. Like I looked at my wife and I was like, this is what fucking people are really laughing at this. Like you ever listen, you know, you ever watch a sitcom, right? You guys are watching a sitcom and they'll just be a, stupid line and the studio audience just laughs and it's almost like track it's almost like the, the laughter's fake or they just hit the, a track for laughter but it would be you know something so stupid you know and everybody's just losing their minds and that's what it was that's what it was in in um in the play but this one woman it's like an older like an adult just like <laughs> for like the dumbest line and I wanted to fucking tap her on the shoulder and be like man listen with all due respect did you really find that that fucking funny Seriously, did you find it that funny? And and where do you live? Do you live in a daycare center that doesn't let you out for fuck ten year olds? Is that is, is where ten year old is the max age? Is that where you're living? You know that you have to sleep in there because th- that was not that funny. You're an adult. I don't know. Maybe I'm just tainted, or maybe I just I don't know. But uh, it seemed a little. I've never been blown away. I've never been blown away out of a pl- I remember me and my wife saw Wicked and that one was like I actually like followed the story a little bit but it was like ah you know Rent I do the joke where I'm glad the kid Rent was so bad by the end I'm glad the kid was sick so there's not a sequel that was that's a joke that I do on stage I didn't like Rent 
you know, Lion King was okay, but I found myself in Aladdin just hoping to God it was going to be over soon. Like 10 minutes in, I'm going, oh my God, is this two hours? Like, I, I don't know if I could do this. I don't know if I can do this for that. I just don't understand. It's just crazy. Just the dancing and the singing and it's just fucking, you know, it's stupid. Fucking bro, a lot of Broadway's stupid. You know, I'd like like a World War II play, you know? Like, you know, if they were able to do with the effects, just like tanks blowing people away, you know, bombing Japan, you know, Nazis come in and shit. Like, if they could do something like that, that's like, you know, I'd like to see that. But then I'd rather just go to a movie. I'd rather go to a movie where you could see some some real shit instead of somebody just busting out into song on anything. I don't know. I don't know. I'm being a dick. I'm being a dick. I know that. But it just wasn't, it wasn't great. They didn't have the the story. Could have been better. It just wasn't whatever. Here's one cool thing, though. The guy who played Jafar actually did the voice of Jafar in the 1992 movie. So that was kind of cool. Um, all right, guys. Let's. Uh, I'm going to do my unacceptable, and then I'll get to yours. Uh, your unacceptables. Uh, my unacceptable is actually a acceptable. This was a very nice thing, and I think since it is uh, Thanksgiving weekend, why not? Why not? Do a nice thing. Why not do an acceptable on this Thanksgiving weekend? So I was looking for when I was uh, on my macaroni and cheese adventure, trying to uh, you know figure out all the the heavy cream and the cheeses and the what is it the gravier cheese or whatever grenier whatever cheese and the, and the white cheddar sharp and all that stuff I was trying to get and um. He was like, yeah, if you really want to top it off nice, a little truffle oil makes it really good. So I go into the aisle with oils. I'm with my son, and I'm looking for oils, and they got everything. Olive oil, vegetable oil, this cooking oil, this cooking, all this stuff, and coconut oil, and all different things. And I don't see any truffle oil. And there's a woman there, nice woman she seemed. She was like, oh, excuse me, I'm sorry. She was in our way. I go, no, no worries. I said, ma'am, um... She seemed nice enough where I felt like it was okay for me to be like, excuse me, is there, do you know if there's truffle oil? This woman looked for me. She was reading everything, asking questions. Um, oh, do you need this? Do you need, and she was like, yeah, I don't see it either. Over the top nice. Was even like blocking people in the lane to help me. Now, I have a theory. All right. She probably was into me, to be honest with you. I'm not trying to be a dick, but uh, <laughs> look. She took enough time and stayed there long enough to where I literally at one point was like, is this woman into me? Like, is this is this woman married or into me? So then I was like sitting there with my son and she was just like staying there kind of. So nice. Over the top helping. Awesome. And then I'm going, all right, this is, this is weird. And she wasn't married. So then I was like, okay, yeah, she's, there's definitely, uh, you know. I, I think, unless I'm nuts. I mean, I'm five foot eight with a fucking shaved head, and I'm probably, you know, 17 pounds overweight. So maybe I'm nuts. But I kind of got that. You know, I kind of got that. I don't know. Maybe she was into my chain or my sneakers. That's a definite possibility. That's something that could have definitely happened. <laughs> um, no, in all seriousness, uh, it was very acceptable the way this woman went out of her way to try to help. And then saying, oh, happy holidays, have a good Thanksgiving, and all that stuff. I was like, man, that was awesome. That's acceptable, and I don't need to yell and scream now this weekend because of that woman was uh, pretty freaking cool. Um, okay, before I get into your guys' unacceptables, let me do the, um, let me do the, uh, 
Sponsors, of course, the Verzi Effect Podcast is sponsored by Chassis. Chassis for Men, a premium body powder. I'm holding a bottle in my hand as I am doing this promo here. Okay, uh, stay cool and dry. Power Extract Blends, 100% talc-free. Also, no parabens, no aluminum, no menthol. It is all natural powder, guys. Uh, and it is specifically formulated to prevent chafing and eliminate odor. Soothes and cools irritated skin, okay? And it is just awesome for the best results in conjunction with... Um, use it in conjunction with... Um, the uh, chassis shower primer, which is another product. Guys, this would make an amazing stocking stuffer, okay? This is just, um, you know, it's it's worked as a matter of fact. Uh, a pediatrician, Dr. J, is getting his third bottle of it. He loves the product. Uh, and uh, he's a pediatrician, so he said that he absolutely stands by this. And I'm not making this up. This man is a pediatrician who uh, has been, you know, went to medical school, guys. You know, this is not a fucking, this is not somebody who's like, yeah, I put that on my balls, it was nice. Like, this guy um, has, has used the product, and he loves the product, along with everybody else who's used it, okay? You can get Chassis um, at uh, ChassisForMen.com, also on Amazon, great stocking stuffer. You can also get their, um, their uh, lotion. They're, you know, they, they have an amazing... Um, shower primer that you can use. You can get all this stuff. You could see this on uh, chassisformen.com and on Amazon. You could read about it. It's an amazing product, and your balls will never be fresher. Um, man care for down there, chassis premium body powder. It's amazing, so get it today. Also, uh, City Living Dog and Coach Mike, check him out. I found out at a show, I was actually out at uh, Cabot, and a lovely couple a lovely couple at uh, who who actually come to see me all the time. So if you guys are listening to this, I truly appreciate. It. I was actually even thinking about it yesterday. Um, like wow, like there's people that like really come out and support and watch you grow and and give a shit about your career. And they uh, listened to the show and they said that they've had Coach Mike come out five times for their dog, and uh, he does great things. So please check him out. Check out all his social media, his uh, Facebook Live, his um, YouTube channel, his Instagram, his Twitter. Uh, Coach Mike and City Living Dog, you can check them out, and uh, he's an amazing dog trainer, so check him out. And, of course, guys, all things comedy. Go to allthingscomedy.com for your favorite comedy podcast, your favorite comedy albums, also a ton of content. They're doing television shows now, and uh, they just had a very successful All Things Comedy uh, comedy Festival in Phoenix, which I took a part of, did my show from, and uh, it was a great time. So uh, you could check them out at All Things Comedy. Um, uh, allthingscomedy.com and follow them on Twitter at allthingscomedy. Now let's get let's get to your guys unacceptable and see if you guys have any holiday ones. I don't know what you guys will have this week, but I would imagine. You know who knows? We did so many. Oh wait, no, actually we didn't do that many last week. Let's see who wrote in this week. Um, and guys, if you want to send your unacceptables to the Verzi Effect, send them to uh, unacceptables for TVE at gmail.com. That's unacceptables for TVE at gmail.com. Let's see what we have here. Uh, come on, open up. Here we go. Oh, this is oh, this was a back surgery one. This was, I guess, giving me advice. Um, let me see here. This is from Adrian, but this is not an unacceptable. Okay. This is this is not an unacceptable. So thank you so much. 
Let's see what this is. Um, here we go. This is from uh, another boss unacceptable. Hey, Paul. My unacceptable for the week. When you're at a company employee recognition meeting and your boss is uh, given kudos for all the hard work you did and your name is not mentioned even once. Oh, man, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Um, I don't bust my ass to just make him look good. You think he would have said something like, well, I don't deserve all the credit because <laughs> Levi here really did all the heavy lifting on this project. Also, um, a quick joke for you. How do you know you're at a gay barbecue? All the hot dogs taste like shit. That's a, um, that was from Gilbert. I think that that was from Gilbert. Um, I watched that thing, Gilbert Gottfried, man, and it was, uh, watched the movie and, you know, there's people talking about it. Such a peculiar guy. And, um, (laughs) just, you know, his life. And then after so many years of thinking he was just going to be alone and doing his thing, he got uh, married and he has, um, you know, a couple of children and all that stuff. But the Gilbert, uh, thing is on demand. I saw it. It's not on Netflix. It's on demand. And, uh, it was wild, man. It really was like, was like holy shit like he this guy if you guys want to see something I mean there's a movie I mean I have another thing that I want to talk about a documentary that I did see on Netflix but the Gilbert thing is such a peculiar character but so funny so dirty and I think that that hot dog joke I think that that hot dog joke is on it um you know because he said and what else did he say uh I mean he says the c word he does a joke that has shit and the c word connected and it's like the dirtiest joke you've ever heard and you just you're just like what and he just screams it and the funny thing was Aflac wanted him to play the duck uh you know Disney loves him in some things he's been in a couple Disney things but obviously speaking of Aladdin he played the bird in Aladdin and um but then when you watch his act you're like I can't believe that like those companies like wanted a guy that dirty for it and he's perfect for it so it's great it's actually a good thing that that they that they chose him for it but I mean when you just see it and um he's like one of the cheapest people in the world like he just takes everything from hotels he has bins of shit I'm talking bins and bins that would last like fucking 30 40 years of just free stuff that he takes and like he just wants extra stuff um but At first I thought I would be like, I don't want to see somebody who's that cheap and taking stuff and just being like that. But then when I watched the documentary and I saw it, it made me like, like him more and understand that he, it's more of like a weird, like OCD thing than, than anything else. Uh, you know, so I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I would check that out. The other movie that I wanted to talk about was, uh, well, let me see if there's any more. I'm having a hard time here with this, with the computer. And, uh, I don't see, this is, uh, yeah, this, somebody did some Twitter unacceptable, but the email thing is not updated, so, um, I'm just gonna stockpile them, guys, that's what I'm gonna do, and I don't wanna sit here and try to find stuff and be, there's, if, if there's an issue, so I'm, there's other stuff that I wanna talk about, so please just send your unacceptables, and I will, you know what I'm gonna have to do, I'm gonna clean this fucking thing out, and then, uh, you know, stockpile it. That's what I'm going to do. The more. So if I don't read your unacceptable or I missed your unacceptable, I know there was a couple that I missed and didn't get to guys. Send it over 
And uh, there were some, again, uh, the people on Twitter. If you are trying to send this shit on Twitter, I'm sorry, but like Thanksgiving comes and then it's all these Thanksgiving things. Then I got to like sift through it and stuff like that. And then it can get buried. And then while I'm looking for it, more come in and it can get buried. Oh, by the way, I don't know if you guys saw the poster that Jeremy Goff, shout out to Jeremy Goff at Cabot Comedy Club. He made a poster, the exact replica poster of Star Wars The Last Jedi, except he did Paul Verzi in the words, like in the font that looks like Star Wars, and it says Cabot Comedy Club instead of obviously The Last Jedi. And he put the exact picture of Mark Hamill, Luke, but he put it like on me. And he made it look like a movie movie poster. And it's one of the craziest, like, the graphics are fucking insane. I can't believe, he, like, somebody's that good at shit like that. So, um, check it out. Joe Bartnick is on it. Uh, Jay Sate is on it. Rob Pierce is on it. And Jeremy Goff, who's, who hosted the show, is on it. And all those guys are funny and did a great job. But you have to see the poster. It is on my Twitter. So great, and I got the like the cloak over my head or whatever with the beard. But instead of like Luke having that sick, intense look for Star Wars, it's just me with like a smile. So it's totally the comedy version of it, but really fucking funny. And um, I think yeah, I, I, it's so cool. I got to get it framed. It's awesome. So shout out to him and thank you for that. Uh, another thing I saw, guys, I saw the. Jim as Jim being Andy or the Jim Carrey, Andy Kaufman documentary. And I'll say this. I was interested. I watched it. But, you know, uh, I don't want to try to sound like a dick. It just seems a little much. Like, no, no, who's Andy? I mean, who's Jim? This is Andy. I'll I'll tell him, though, you like his work. And it's like, Andy, I mean, uh, Jim couldn't be talked to as Jim on the set it was either Andy or Tony Clifton, and he was just always acting like overly into the thing and just trying to, and it's just like, no, no, he's not, Jim's not even like present, it's just like Andy, and he's like, you know, it was Andy doing his movie, and Andy doing this, and everybody's like, oh, that's exactly how he was, and that's exactly what it is, and it's like, at one point, it's like, hey, you know what though, Jim, it's fucking you, you're Jim Carrey, so why don't you fucking grow up a little bit, what if your daughter needed you? Uh, you know, to come off set. You're going to show up as Andy if you called your daughter? You're going to fucking sit there and be a... You know what I mean? It's it's like, no, you're not. You're not that guy. Fucking snap out of it. It's just, I don't like that overly artsy, like, yeah, it's just the art, man. You know, it just took over. It's like, no, it didn't. It didn't fucking take over. You know, act act your age. Okay, snap out of it. Go home. You go home, you know? when, when As soon as they say cut and it's over, you say, oh, was that good? Oh, great. You take your costume off and you go home. Give me a break. Yeah, I have no control of what happened, man. Andy took over my body. I know he didn't because there's a lot of people that played movies. There's a lot of people. He didn't take over. You you took the shit a little too crazy. You took it too far, and you didn't have to do it. How about that? Can it ever be that? And I love Jim Carrey. I honestly do, but I just find things like that just kind of like really kind of, you know, self-involved and self, like, you know, self-involved and like so much about like, you know, well, I did this and I did that and I don't even know who I was at the time. And it's like enough, enough, dude. Go to therapy if you got problems and just do your fucking job and make it comfortable for people instead of like, everybody hated it, man. Everybody was, you know, he's being really rude and yelling and doing this and making people feel uncomfortable on the set, but it really wasn't him. So I felt bad and guilty. It's like, you know, fuck that. Get over yourself. How about that? Can you get over yourself? It's not, you know, 
Can you get over yourself and stop putting yourself on such a fucking pedestal, acting like it wasn't you? It was you. You want to know why? Because people don't morph into other people. That doesn't happen, okay? This is real life, okay? This is real life. If your kids needed you or something, or God forbid there was an emergency, what, are you going to show up and act like Andy Kaufman in a fucking hospital and be like, oh, Jim's not present? You fucking dope. Grow up. It bothered me. It just bothered me. Enough. It's annoying after a while. It's like, you're not that. You're not that. You're Jim. You're Jim Carrey. That's who you are. Okay? You played a role. Great. Great. You, You take your craft seriously. What do you want? People to just be, oh my God, that was the... You know, where was Jim during that time? I don't know. He was just on some mental island sitting there. Nah, that's that's, that's fairy tale shit. That doesn't work. Uh, It annoyed the shit out of me. But not a bad bad thing to watch. I mean, it wasn't a bad documentary at all. Um, You know, but it's just like that overly artsy thing really comes down to one thing. You're selfish and you're self-involved. And that's it. Jim Carrey is one of the greatest comedic actors. He's actually an amazing actor. He's great. He deserves everything that he's gotten. I believed a lot of the things that he said, like where you just put it out there and destiny and writing him a, writing him a check for 10 million when he was, you know, when he was homeless. And then he ends up get you know, getting that money five years later, which is the deadline that he gave himself. You know, he, he just, he believed in destiny. He believed in certain things and I'm all for that. And I like the guy. If I saw him, I'd be like, dude, I think you're a genius. But this, this whole like, Andy took over and I didn't know. That's bullshit. That's a cop-out. That's like being, you know, he even mentions like that. He was like afraid of himself. He was afraid of being himself. He always wanted to be somebody else. He wanted to, that, that, that's that's what that was. So that you're using that excuse <clears throat> to escape whatever real demons and whatever real shit you have. That's what I feel. I feel if you're going to treat people like that and you're just going to act a certain way and you're going to, you know, freak out and do all this stuff. And, and, you know, whether you thought Andy Kaufman would want you to do that or should do that, it just seemed like um, there's a part of it that seemed over over the top to me. So you guys let me know what you think about it. But um, I felt that it was uh, making people uncomfortable uh, unnecessarily. Uh, if if that makes any sense. And, and just trying to do that. It just, you know, it was like... The Tony Clifton thing was fucking hilarious, though. So I would check it out. I think I don't know if it's Jim being Andy or or Jim and Andy, but it's a documentary that's that'll come right up on Netflix right at the top of the page now because it's new, and I think um, it's definitely interesting, and I think that it it will um, kind of put like it'll make you want to watch the movie Man on the Moon again, uh, but it'll let you realize that. You know, Andy Kaufman, the the beautiful thing about it is Andy Kaufman was so different and so unique and so trying to confuse people as much as he was trying to make them laugh and just be different. And Jim Carrey did a good job of that. So I all I'm saying is the I don't know what happened. It took over my body until it was over. You know, um, you know, it just seems like I don't understand, like why you can't do a brilliant scene. You know, even if you're method acting, why can't you do a brilliant scene as the person and then cut it off, you know, just cut it off and be like, no, that's it. I actually feel that it's doper and I feel that it's more impressive to, you know, snap your finger and you're Abraham Lincoln. And then as soon as it's over, you rip the beard off and you fucking take the hat off and you go sit down and, you know, you're you. 
And then when you put the beard back on and the hat back on and they say action and you can go be fucking Abraham Lincoln again, I feel like that's better than just walking around as Abraham Lincoln for for months. I don't know. Maybe I, I don't know. Like I think Daniel Day Lewis, his wife, said that like when he was Abraham Lincoln, he was like she was like living with Abraham Lincoln. Like he would come home and like I just don't I don't know. Like I don't I don't know why. I mean, look, maybe listen, those guys win Academy Awards and shit and I'm sitting in a bathroom right now doing a podcast. So, I don't maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like if I got a role, I would do my best in it. I would do my best to study it, know it and do all that, but I don't think I would be like like leave Paul and be that person and, and especially if that person was like harassing people, making people uncomfortable. I don't know. Watch the documentary. Let me know what you guys think. Um, I don't know why I wrote fucking Lion King. Uh, okay, what else do we have here, guys? The New York Knicks won again. They beat the Raptors in a revenge game that they said they wanted to beat. I watched it the other night on Thanksgiving Eve. Had a great time doing it. I know the Knicks aren't doing anything. I know the Knicks are probably three or four years away from really being relevant in the East. They need to make some moves. But here's what the Knicks are. They're fun. They have a winning record. They're going to make the playoffs. And it's been a long time. And I'll just take that. Okay? That's all. Can I just have this for a little bit? Can I just have the... the You know, you guys don't understand. It's been like 17 years. They had... The other night they had... um The other night they had the first... um the the best I'm sorry the best quarter in like NBA history the third quarter they were losing by ten and at the end of the third quarter they were up twenty that's like a thirty that's like a, they went on like a twenty eight to on twenty eight oh run and they just fucking and it was just like I'm just watching it I know I'm boring you guys with this shit I know you people in Croatia or New Zealand or even Canada are like whatever Paul you're talking about the Knicks that does nothing for us right now why the fuck are you wasting our time on this Thanksgiving weekend when I'm with my family. All right. You know, let alone, you know, I'm listening to your podcast, okay? Around the holiday weekend. I'm listening to your podcast. And now you're going to talk to me about the fucking Knicks being 9 and 7 or 10 and 8. Can you spare us? And you're absolutely right. And the Knicks deserve that. And I'm sorry. So there you go. You're, you're absolutely right. I'm going to get off that. I, uh, I, you guys have every right to be like, Paul, really? Uh, I'm going to try this unacceptable thing one more time to just see, guys. I'm sorry about that, but uh, that's all right. That, uh, that'll just mean we'll have more uh, we'll have more unacceptables next week. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I felt that I felt I, I was I was I, there's actually a couple of bad ones. There's, a, there's an unacceptable that will get me hot right now, but you know what? I got my mother-in-law here and uh, and it's about her. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I got my mother-in-law here, and the last thing I want to do is start screaming about an unacceptable with, like, <laughs> my mother-in-law's going to talk to my wife and be like, um, I think Paul needs to talk to somebody. Like, I don't want to be intrusive, but he was in your bathroom. <laughs> he was locked in your bathroom screaming um, about something, just saying unacceptable, and I don't know why he would do that. I think that you guys need to talk. Um... But, uh, and then last night, of course, we watched the Giants lose. Uh, and Ben McAdoo is done. The Giants coach is done. And the Yankees don't have a coach and the Giants. What has happened to New York sports where the Yankees and the Giants 
well, the Yankees did great, but what has happened when the team that you thought would be good is not good and you're hanging on to the Knicks two and a half weeks into the season? That's where New York sports are. Guys, I tried with hockey. Canadians, I'm sorry. Listen to me. I'm sorry. I tried. I tried. I like playoff hockey. I don't know why hockey in the regular season bores me to tears. You know, Joe Bartnick would hate me saying that. I love Joe. Joe loves hockey. And um, Joe gets me into it. Like, listening to him, I'll watch a game and I'll get into it. I don't know what it is. I think it's, I honestly think in New York it's different because New York, it's the fourth sport. But I try to watch it. When it's playoffs, I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Every second counts. But I feel like when people say the NBA regular season's a waste of time, I feel like that's what it is with hockey too. And I know I'm wrong because I don't watch it. But I want to like hockey better. So Canadians, give me some tips. What can I do to not be bored to fucking tears when I'm watching hockey? I just can't. I'm just sitting there like, what? what, what? I just, I got to change it. I got to change it. Um, oh, here's something going on. My mother-in-law bought me an advent calendar, except every day it's a jug of whiskey. Starting December 1st, I have this thing where you open up and there's a special jug of whiskey, and it was sent in from England. So from December 1st to the end of the month, I have like a two-shot or a shot fucking thing to take. So I'm going to basically be an alcoholic in the month of December because that's the gift that I got. And what do you do when your mother-in-law gives you a gift? You got to you gotta step up and you, <laughs> you got to do it because I can't have her come over and be like, oh, what's going on? And be like, oh, you only drank one or two of them and now all the things. I can't do that. And then I can't catch up by throwing three or four shots down in a day you know, before she comes over. So now I'm going to be drinking jugs of whiskey every day because that's the gift that I got. It's an advent calendar. Uh, I will make a vow on this podcast, episode 332. I believe this is 332, yes. Um, If it's not, I'm going to post the real number, but I'm just saying that that's what I think it is, and I think that that's really what it is because, yeah, uh, 333 should be the next one, and I think I would have remembered that. But I will make a vow. I am still thinner than I've been last year this time, and I am going to continue. I'm going, I'm challenging myself I'm going to lose uh, 10 pounds. I'm going to lose 10 pounds in the next two and a half months. Now, I know you guys don't think that that's a lot, but when I put it out there and I work that hard for it, I'm going to make that reality. And you know what? The way I'm doing now, that 10 pounds is at the very, very like bottom of the gut now. They say the, the end of the gut is the last to go. I'm at the very bottom of the gut. Okay, the other day I was up fucking you know, punching the air, doing some yoga shit, like by myself. I'm not going to a yoga class. I'm just not. I was thinking about, should I go to hot yoga? Should I go stand in 114 degrees with a bunch of fucking sweaty strangers and, you know, bend down and shit? No, I'm not doing that. I'm not. I'm sorry. Why, Paul? It's awesome. It changed my life. You know what? I'll drink a lot of water. I'll stretch in my house. I'll do yoga by myself or I'll stretch by myself or I'll do whatever with my wife. That's fine. I am not going into a hot box with strangers sweating like they're fucking, you know, with whatever. What is it, 25 people, 15 people sweating like they never sweated before? And I'm just not doing that. I have no interest in doing that at all. You know, I don't I don't want to sweat. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to sweat standing next to a friend, let alone fucking 20 strangers sitting there. 
you know, I just don't want to do it. I want to do that shit, and I want to do it in the, I'll do that in the, in my own home. I'll walk my dog. I'll play with my kids. I will do whatever. I will eat like a human being. I will do all that stuff. I'm not standing in a sweat box. I'm not doing it. But I am going to drop another 10. And uh, I am going to do everything in my power to smoke cigars less, guys. I want to have a different 2018. Uh, 20, 2018. Um, I'll tell you guys, my uh, my personal, this is a... This is something I probably would have done on the Patreon, which is coming. I got an interview coming, but um, I—I'll tell you guys this right now. My my New Year's resolution, a little bit. I'm gonna try to stop cursing as much. I can never not curse. I I've come to that. I've come to that realization that I can, I'll never not be able to curse. When I talk and I get passionate about something, I'm gonna say fuck. I'm gonna. You know, if I get really mad at somebody or if like a woman's acting like a cunt, I'll be like, ah, she was acting like a cunt. I can't not do that. That's who I, it's just, it's just the honesty that I have. It's who I am. Um, That being said, I'm going to try to like tone it down a little bit. I'm going to try to just see if I can. And if I can't, I can't. But that's one thing. Like people's New New Year's resolutions or or what they want to do for the next year are always, you know, you know, always health or you know, something, I'm going to go running, I'm going to diet, I'm going to do this, I'm going to make sure this, that's like easy, that's like I said, that's like what you're thankful for, all your health and your family, That's that goes without saying, you should always try to get better with that, I want something realistic, what could I do, how about not cursing as much, just trying to tone it down just a little bit to see, why not, see where I'm at, you don't need to say, I, you know, and listen, I don't abuse it like crazy, fuck motherfucker, this and that, I don't think you guys, you know, I wouldn't even like to do a podcast where I did that, let alone you guys listening to it all the time. Um, but that's what I'm going to try to do. That's what I'm going to try to do. I'm going to try to be a better person. No, not, it's not even because I think I'm a bad person or because I don't even think bad people. Cur- look, look, look at the people that don't curse. Bill Cosby. No, just fucking rapes and, and, and drugs women. You know, it's like, that. you know, think about that. There was another guy. He, um, there was another guy, I think I told you guys about him on the podcast. Yeah, he didn't swear once. Wholesome. And he was a comic, and he would go to colleges, and uh, he would rape women. And they found out the, the pattern by his comedy schedule. He would rape women on campuses. He was the cleanest comic out. So there was something to say about people that have shit to hide. You know, um, how about you're just honest and truthful, you know, and you just talk normal and all that stuff. And, and you, you, you talk how you talk. And you're honest the way you would normally be honest. Now, if Bill Cosby never cursed at home, but I, I could see him cursing, but I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I'm not doing it for like so much comedy or anything like that. I just want to see, you know, actually, no, part of me is doing it for comedy. I want to see like in my act, if I could clean up my act a little bit, but still be me and not curse as much. That's going to, and I'll know by like February. Because <laughs> I'll do like four shows and be like, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to talk the way I talk and that's going to be it. You know. Um, I was told guys that I will know about my, uh, special, where my special is landing. I was told I will know that, um, by, I will know it in like probably this time next month, maybe a week before Christmas, I should know where it's going to be. And I will be happy to make that announcement on the show. Um, but everything is, it looks good. I'm excited. It looks great. It sounds great. And people seem to love it. So, um, that's that. And um, this week, guys, I will be, tonight I'm at Dangerfields, two shows, 
uh, but you guys will probably get this around that time. So I don't know if anybody's going to come out to a show because of that. But tomorrow, tomorrow, I am at the Fairfield Comedy Club in Fairfield, Connecticut with the very funny Robbie Slovic and Alex Pavone will be opening for me. I will be doing a 7 and a 9 o'clock show at the Fairfield, Connecticut Comedy Club. Check it out. It's a new club. It's doing great. I heard that there's going to be a busy, packed crowd. Come out and support that show. I uh, also have a bunch of other shows towards the end of the month. Uh, December 1st, I'll be at Mercy College with Sal Vacano. You guys may know Sal from Impractical Jokers. He is Sal on Impractical Jokers. We will be working together there. Um, what else? What else? What else? And I got more uh, December dates more December dates coming up. New Year's Eve, guys. I'm going to be in the Albany area. I'll make the announcement. I think I'm doing two theater shows in uh, Albany. New Year's Eve with a couple of other comedians. So I will uh, make that as that uh, gets closer. And uh, what else? Oh, my God. Yeah, I got to get my dog. My dog is outside right now. I'll give you guys one. I'll give you guys another one before. I'll give you guys another little story. All right, where am I going? This is the day after Thanksgiving. Everybody's sitting there with, you know, little bigger guts, st- stuffing and cranberry guts with uh, turkey on your breath. So, um, I'll, but I'll give you guys one. Ready? I take Lloyd. I like how I say ready as if you guys were preparing for something. I'm just going to tell you a story that I took my dog to the store. I took Lloyd to um, get a bath. And this is a place where... Uh, you you pay you pay like ten bucks and then you strap the dog to the fucking wall and they give you a give him a bath and they give you like this blow dryer they give you the towels they give you the shampoo you spray the dog down you do the whole thing they give you like this apron so you don't get uh, soaking wet and uh, <laughs> Lloyd is in there and there's another dog two baths over just barking at Lloyd and I'm going what the fuck like of all times the dog's being good you know he's sitting in the Lexus like an angel. Everything is everything is good, and this dog is just barking at him, and it's getting him going, and I'm going, son of a bitch, okay, please, and I just put the, sorry about that, just put the blinds up, I'm going, son of a bitch, you know, just, can you fuck it, and the guy is just taking his time blow drying the dog. And he's blow drying the dog as if this thing is in a beauty salon. He's like, like, you know, putting his fingers through his hair. The only thing this guy didn't do was pull out fucking scissors and start giving this thing a haircut. All right? I thought he was going to start wiping down his neck and give him a, a lollipop. I'm like, dude, get your dog out of here. He's done. All right? He's done. You blow dried him forever. He's looking at my dog. He's like, you know, he's, he's freaking out on my dog. He's freaking out on Lloyd. Lloyd's trying. I'm just petting Lloyd. I'm like, it's all right, Lloyd. I wanted to like say in front of me, it's all right. Dog does not handle the shit. Okay, calm down. Dog's not a gentleman. You're a gentleman. Just keep it together. But it's making Lloyd, not only is Lloyd fucking scared that I'm just basically splashing him and just hitting him with water and he's like weeping and crying, but he's got this big dog just barking at him and the guy's taking his sweet ass time. And then finally the guy's like, all right, we're done. And I want to be like, motherfucker, you should have been done 10 minutes ago. What are you sitting here doing? What are you grooming this? What are you, you know what I mean? And the dog is just like taking its time and it's just and I wanted to I wanted to grab this dog's leash and just go here sir here it is here's your dog and throw them both the fuck out it drove me it drove me nuts you know and then oh here's another one here's another one 
My dog got let out twice yesterday on Thanksgiving. Luckily, it was before people came. Our company didn't show up till about 1.30, 2 o'clock, okay? But at 12 o'clock and then 1 o'clock, the door was left open, and my dog Lloyd, we don't have the electric fence. He's just out. He's out. He's fucking chasing this red cat. I'm running around with a bag of food and a leash. Then the second time, I'm running around with a fucking raw hot dog in my hand. I look like a lunatic. I'm walking down the street with a, with a hot dog, like a, a, a hot dog in my hand. And I'm just going, Lloyd, Lloyd. I look like a fucking... <laughs> I must have looked like a gay pervert who, like, like, somebody left the party. And I'm like, no, dude, come back. Like, we're just getting started. I'm just walking through the streets of North Salem in a, with a hot dog in my hand screaming, Lloyd. And I'm, I'm like, Lloyd, Lloyd, it looked, it looked like a gay board game that just went horribly wrong. And I was trying to apologize or explain myself to the person that fled. <laughs> I'm going, Lloyd, Lloyd. And finally, I see him in the neighbor's yard. And uh, the, my neighbor, I was like, can you just grab his collar? And they grabbed his collar. And he's so strong that he's making my neighbor, my neighbor's like, wow, he's strong. And he's like taking my my neighbor, this woman, like for a ride as she's just holding it. I got him the second time I came in the house. I said, look, if anybody else lets Lloyd out again, they're going, they're not, they're not, they're going outside. They're not coming in for dinner. They're going to be outside. Uh, so that was my day guys. That was my day. That's funny. I got to put that into a bit somehow. I'm running him around in my neighborhood, holding this big hot dog, screaming a man's name. And, <laughs> Uh, all right, guys, uh, this has been episode 332. Um, I got, yeah, I got a bunch of dates coming up. Check it out on paulversey.com. You can see all that. Uh, please check out, uh, go to Chassis for Holiday Gifts, uh, chassisformen.com and Amazon. You amazing um, powder for uh, your uh, male parts down there. It, it really will, like, if you know somebody that uses that powder or uses powder, I should say, and um, they haven't tried this, put that in their stocking, and uh, you will be a hero. Also, check out City Living Dog and um, and All Things Comedy, guys. This has been 332. Uh, you have a Patreon um, interview um, in within 24 hours. So uh, there you go. I'm doing an interview tonight. I will talk to you guys soon. Until next time, I am out of here. Thanks. <laughs>